So, Salt, I want to ask you something. Please, shoot. Do you remember when you learned to first hate? <laughs> Learn to first hate. No, I don't because, you know, it's hard for me to pinpoint that because I've always had some hater energy. Yeah, no, for me, I, <laughs> I remember the exact moment where I learned to hate. Oh, when was, I was this? In, I was in preschool. Okay. Right, you know, first cogent thoughts are starting to come to my mind. And around the time I'm watching this Canadian TV show, uh, Timothy Goes to School. Now, mm-hmm. For the Canadians at home, if, if you know what Timothy Goes to School is, uh, sound off in the comments. But, um, yeah, so the the show is about this character, Timothy, uh, who goes to school. Uh, he's a raccoon, you know, and everyone, everyone at his school, they're all animals. Right, but in particular, there was this other character, Claude. Now, Claude is also a raccoon, but he's very, yeah, so very, very mean to Timothy. And I was a, I was a big proponent of Timothy, you know, like, you know, it, it didn't sit right with me that Claude was being so mean to Timothy. And I think it was that moment when I truly learned to hate. That the 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 seed of hatred was rooted within me at that moment, where I developed a, a deep deep hatred for this this five year old raccoon on TV. I mean, this is a compelling tale on its own, but I'm really curious where you're going with this. I, no, I just want to because here's the thing: 2022 was a time of relative calm for me you know just pulling back really appreciating the beauties of life but i think in 2023 i've i've learned to be a hater again and Mm. i you know like with all the hating i've been doing it really got me wondering and reminiscing about you know my 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 origin story my villain origin story (laughs) so thank you claude from from timothy goes to school for teaching me how to hate I, I that made me remember my hater origin story. I was in line for the school lunch, and I was offered some salad by one of the lunch ladies. So, well, what year? Like how? When? Oh, when I'm like this? six years old. This is okay. A, this is the early '90s. Okay. She she goes, "Do you want some salad?" I said, "No, I hate salad." Then she said, "Well, hate's a really strong word." And then I just remember thinking in my six-year-old brain, I know what words I'm using. Were you the kind of kid that would tell your kindergarten teacher, have a bad day? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I punched a kid in, in kindergarten. I was a fucking like demon. I, I got sent to the office in third grade for slapping a guy. Sick. Um, Did you yeah, that, it? Uh Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, he went on, he got arrested a few years ago and... Now I think he's a SoundCloud rapper, but maybe <laughs> I'm not saying that you know all this. You know, I'm not saying that all this warrants me having slapped him in in the face. You know, God knows how many years ago, but uh, definitely the type of character that that warranted the slap. Yeah, sure. yeah, I've been a hater for for quite quite a, a large part of my life. <laughs> not, not the one thing I didn't do was say have a bad day to my. My <laughs> kindergarten teacher, even, even though uh, personally I think t- she deserved it, but um, 
actually I did get in trouble in grade one. Uh, <laughs> in grade one, I got detention because I kept calling the teacher by her first name. That's an I'd odd thing to get detention for. Yeah, I'd learned her first name, and I don't know if I was like doing it to, to be a wisecracker or whatnot, but yeah, I kept saying it, and she's like, yeah, you're getting detention. So I had to explain, again, first grade, I'm like, what, six or seven, trying to explain to my parents that the reason I was kept <laughs> kept behind was because I kept calling the teacher by her first name. I still remember it. Her Her first name was Marnie. Was this like a religious school? No, no, public school. Huh, that's really strange. Yeah, maybe she wasn't comfortable with her first name. Who knows? Maybe. To be fair, I, I can't really talk because, you know, I I took my, my online name from uh, Mega Man, of all things. So. All right. Well, we are here today because I am very excited to show you the Grant Morrison DisinfoCon speech. So you mentioned this in, what was it, our Shit Talk episode? Our yeah. s- second bonus episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was the context that you brought it up in? I don't remember. I probably brought... I don't remember why I brought it up, but then once I brought it up and you said you hadn't seen it, I knew I had to show this to you. Okay. This was This was something that was around for a very specific type of fan in a very specific type of corner of the fandom. So when did this happen? When was this inv- event... This happened in 2000, this uh, okay. disinfo... I don't remember. Dis- Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, DisinfoCon. Um, let me look up the, the company. Uh, the company's called Disinformation, and they were publishing, like, kind of counterculture books for a while. I probably referred to them as libertarian in a previous episode. Looking at them now, I think they were more left-leaning with some libertarian elements. But um, they did one con in 2000. Grant Morrison's speech became legendary. Uh, you'll see why. Holy shit. Kenneth Anger, rest in peace, was in that? Yeah, they had a lot of big names at the con and in their books. And so I became aware of all of this around 2009. And just because of like you know the life cycle of things back then, it was still talked about a lot. So if you were like into comics and you were into any kind of counterculture, whether that was like political counterculture or drugs counterculture, art counterculture, if you were into comics plus that, you like were definitely talking about this with people in in that like aughts time period. And you you hadn't heard of this before I told you about it. No, surprisingly not. I feel like I'm relatively well versed in Grant Morrison ephemera, but yeah, this completely <laughs> slipped my my purview, if you will. Well, and this has been like one of the underlining through lines of this show that have organically emerged, which you know, I was this huge Morrison fanboy, and you know, over the years I felt more and more disenchanted with with Grant. And he, like I don't know how I'll react to this now being that it's been a decade, but objectively Grant's politics are more front and center here than in any of their work of the last five plus years. Interesting. Okay. How long is this? It's 45 minutes. We don't have to watch the whole thing. Okay, cool. There it is. All right. Now we can... Oh. (laughs) Oh, wow. This starts off with a... 
starts off with him yelling. Yes. And he's okay. talking about how much he loves Robert Anton Wilson. Who's there, Robert Anton Wilson? Uh, can you pause on your end? Yeah, I can't pause on my end. Or I can pause. On, oh, either one of us can pause. Yeah, yeah, we can both pause. All right, so Robert Anton Wilson. So he's the reason I said this has some libertarian elements. He was sort of in that 1960s, 70s counterculture. I actually read one of his books around the time I watched this. He, you know, I think a lot of his stuff would now be broadly categorized as neurolinguistic programming. Do you know that stuff? Yes. It's kind of crank, like, rewrite your mind self-help type stuff. Right, okay. So, when you hear Robert Anton Wilson, you should think, like, crank, uh, metaphysics, and drug use. Okay. All right. I guess, I don't know, is there any Let's practicing magicians in the audience? Put your hand up if we got any. Yeah, come on, I always, I'm old. Every single time I, I forget about okay, Graham Morrison's accent. Be practicing magicians. <laughs> shit, it's easy, right? I still love his accent. I'm like, yeah, the accent's why good. Are we here? Right, why are we here at this thing? What are we, what's this all about? And by the way, this is a Scottish accent. So oh, there we go. He goes. the filters <laughs> and pretend it's Sean Connery talking to you, okay? 007. Double it's weird that he can't do a Sean so Connery impression. Yeah, it's the one accent he can't do. Why? <laughs> I think he's trying too hard to do it. It sounds more like his normal voice. Well, I think that's the main issue here is that so much of this just feels way too try hard. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. What's going on? Why do we feel different? Why don't we fit into this world? Why do we think that they're not telling us? Like, I wonder what the. So I went out and I read Robert Anton Wilson's book what the process of bringing Grant on for this was, you know, like how did how did the organizers find out about Grant, you know, like how did they reach out to them? 